Hey guys, welcome to the Neglected Podcast. This podcast is not to change your mind, but to invite you into somebody else's narrative. This is a podcast to give a voice to the neglected. It is also an opportunity for all of us to engage. Hey, Neglected Podcast listeners, this is your host, Giovanna, and I am here today with the lovely Karen. Say hey, Karen. Hello. (laughs) Hey, and I'm excited about this conversation today. Um, I met you, Karen, at um, Latino Church. We were doing me and um, Nick and Lori were leading a Be the Bridge group. And one of the like challenges was to go to a diverse church service. And we went and you guys were just so welcoming and I loved it. And I had so much fun. And, and that's initially where I met you and then became friends with you on Facebook. Um, and so I just am really thankful for you to be here. And I'm just excited to get to know you a little bit better. Um, so just to start, where are you from? <laughs> well... I am from the Dominican Republic originally. Yo soy de la República Dominicana originalmente. Nice. And when did you move to the United States? I moved to the United States uh, when I was 10 years old. Yo llegué a los Estados Unidos cuando tenía 10 años de edad. Okay. And what, what was that like for you? So at 10... So I guess we can look at what was it like back home when you were 10 and then just versus moving (laughs) to the United States? Because that sounds like a big transition for a 10-year-old. It was. It was. Sí lo fue. Um, La transición, the transition from when I was 10 in the Dominican Republic Cuando yo tenía 10 años de edad en la República Dominicana, um, to come here to the United States y llegar aquí a los Estados Unidos, uh, it was it was really hard. It was drastic. It was, I thought I was living a dream. Mm. Um, fue muy drástico. Uh, honestamente pensé que estaba viviendo un sueño. Um, that... Later, I came to realize it wasn't a dream. Yeah. Um, me vine a dar cuenta luego que no era un sueño, que uh, de verdad estaba en los Estados Unidos. I, I came to realize that I was really in the United States, and that was my reality. Um, living in the Dominican Republic, life, it's, it's more easy. Mm. It's not so much of a routine like here. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, it was I was it was a pretty young age. I mean, now I'm older. Uh, la vida en la República Dominicana no es tanto una rutina como aquí. No um, es más llevadera, más fácil la vida allá. Mm-hmm. Um, being over there in the Dominican Republic, um, it was it, it was home. Yeah. Se sentía como casa. Estar allá. Um, I had uh, all, all my family over there. Yo tenía toda mi familia allá. Todavía la tengo allá. Um, I still do have my family over there. Uh, my dad, uh, my stepmom, mm-hmm. a brother from my dad's side and a sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, all four of my grandparents from mom and dad's side. Uh, 
uh, uncles and cousins from my dad's side uh, and from my mom's side as well, my aunts. Um, yo allá tengo a mis cuatro abuelos de parte de mi mamá y de mi papá. Está mi papá, mi madrastra, mi hermano y mi hermana de parte de mi papá y um, mis cuatro abuelos. Están allá, eh, primos, tíos y tías. So, it, it was very homey. Mm -hmm. Era, se sentía bien, bien en casa. Um, mis abuelos fueron los que me criaron. My grandparents were the one who raised me mm -hmm. from my mom's side. Uh, del lado de mi mamá. And um, I was just there for 10 years. Yeah. Yo estaba ya nada más por 10 años. Um, uh, my mom married my stepdad when I was five. Mi mamá se casó con mi padrastro cuando yo tenía cinco años. Um, and when I was 10, she came and got me. And my brother, which is five years apart from me. So, um, cuando yo tenía cinco años, mi mamá se casó con mi padrastro. Y a los diez años, uh, ella fue y me buscó a República Dominicana junto con mi hermano que tiene cinco años uh, menos que yo. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if you want to keep on yeah, doing no, it like so, that. So, if I'm hearing you correctly, you lived there for, for 10 years and that was home and you had family there. And then was your mom already living in the United States when she came back for you? Or was that a move that you guys all made together? <laughs> the life of a... Uh, um, Latin person or Hispanic. La vida de una persona hispana o un latino es. Um, that whenever you find the opportunity for a better life, mm -hmm. you take it. Yeah. Cuando tú encuentras la oportunidad de vivir mejor, tú la tomas. So, um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, my mom left the Dominican Republic maybe... Three years after she got married, mm -hmm. uh, my stepdad, uh, he's Puerto Rican, and he did all the paperwork and stuff, and um, they fell in love and all that stuff, and he took her to Puerto Rico first. Mm -hmm. um, si mal no me equivoco, mi mamá, tres años después que se casó, fue que um, ella se mudó eh, para los Estados Unidos. Eh, ellas se, se enamoraron, ¿verdad? Se casaron um, y mi padrastro la llevó a Puerto Rico. Ahí fue donde ella primero vivió. That's where she lived first, in Puerto Rico, for a couple of years. Um, and then she worked on our papers, my brother and I. Um, and then we moved in 2000 to Texas, here mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, mi mamá vivió por un tiempo en Puerto Rico. Ella eh, arregló los papeles de mi hermano y míos. Y luego en el 2000 eh, llegamos a los Estados Unidos, a Texas, a vivir. Um, and it, like a family. My stepdad, my brother, and, and my mom and I. Um, we were in Texas like for four years. Mm -hmm. And by the way, he was in the army. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, estábamos mi mamá, mi padrastro y mi hermano en Texas viviendo y estuvimos en Texas por cuatro años. Y, um, por cierto, él estaba en, en el Army. Por eso fue el, el cambio de Puerto Rico a Texas. That's why that, it, there was that change from Puerto Rico to Texas because he was in the Army. Yeah, and so what was it like for you as a 10-year-old girl who's now living with her mom and her stepdad and her brother in a new place that's not what you were familiar with because to go from this homey feel where you're surrounded by family to go to now to a new country um what was that like for you <laughs> i'm sorry i i i laugh um disculpame si si sonrío um You're taking me back in uh, so many memories that I, I didn't. Yeah, no I thought it was time. it was gonna be easy. Yeah, no. to answer. Um, me estás llevando a, a recuerdos y, y me estás haciendo preguntas que pensé que iba a ser fácil de contestar, pero es un poco emocionante volver a recordar. It's a little emotional to remember again. Um, but after being raised by my grandma and my grandpa, being in this this home mm -hmm. that somehow I felt secured. Yeah. Después de estar en, 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 en casa con mi abuelo y mi abuela y, y siempre estar alrededor de mis cuatro abuelos y sentir esa, esa seguridad de, de familia, uh, that sense of security as a family, hacer un cambio así, do a change like that, um, I guess I can say it messed up a lot in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, me hizo un poquito de trauma en mi cabeza. Um, it traumatized me just a little. Yeah. Um, uh, due to the fact that I didn't know the language, mm -hmm. uh, the food was different. Yeah. Even though my mom tried to to cook the same thing, it was very mixed. It was American with Puerto Rican food and Dominican food all mixed together. Um, I missed my food so much. Mm -hmm. um, uh, ese cambio fue bien difícil porque no sabía el lenguaje, no, la comida era diferente. Uh, mi mamá trataba de cocinar lo mismo, pero no era igual. Era comida americana, comida puertorriqueña y dominicana. Era una mezcla de todo. Um, extrañé mucho, eh, extrañé mucho República Dominicana. I missed the Dominican Republic a lot. Mm. Um, the hardest part was, and see, I, I, I already knew my stepdad because mm -hmm. I knew him since I was five. Ya yo conocí a mi padrastro desde mis cinco años, pero no conviví con él. I didn't get to live with him. Yeah. So, um, starting this whole new thing, just new from scratch, empezar esto desde cero, fue, fue demasiado drástico. It was too drastic. Um, 
I was trying to understand this is my stepdad and this is my brother that I didn't live with my brother. Um, he was living with his grandparents. Mm. Um, yo estaba tratando de entender todo esto nuevo que se me había presentado, eh, entender que tenía un padrastro ahora, eh, un hermano, el cual yo no viví con él este, hasta que llegué a los Estados Unidos. Um, the hardest thing was school. Mm. Lo más difícil fue la escuela. Eh, trying to understand the teachers, the class, trying to make friends, mm. uh, tratar de entender a los maestros, entender la clase, la materia, eh, de hacer amistades. Trying to play was also different. Tratar de jugar también era diferente. Um, in the Dominican Republic, I used to play tag your it. Mm -hmm. in, in República Dominicana, yo jugaba... Um, te quedaste, like, te toco y, y tú eres el que te quedas y me tienes que, que, que seguir. Um, it was the same game. Mm -hmm. Era el mismo juego. But for some reason, I was too rough. <laughs> por alguna razón, yo era demasiada agresiva cuando yo jugaba. Um, and everything just started there. Yeah. That I didn't know how to play. Todo empezó ahí, de que yo no sabía cómo jugar, que era muy agresiva. Um, one time, a little boy was, uh, like, tossing the football. Mm -hmm. Estaba un niño una vez tirando el, el, la, la pelota de, de fútbol. Y um, le agarré el, la camisa. I, I grabbed his shirt. Mm -hmm. And what was that for? Why did I do that? <laughs> ¿Por qué hice eso? Um, I ended up at the principal's office mm. because I was being too aggressive and yeah. his neck got red and all that. Um, eh, terminé en la, en la oficina de la directora de la principal porque le agarré la camisa y le dejé el cuello rojo. Fui muy agresiva. And it just started there. Um, the teachers weren't too comprehensive of my situation of me not understanding the language. Yeah. Los maestros no eran comprensivos de, de, de que yo no entendía el lenguaje. Um, when I learned to say I don't understand, mm -hmm. cuando aprendí a decir que yo no entendía lo que los maestros decían, Um, the teachers complained that I, that I said I don't understand too much. Mm. Los maestros empezaron a quejarse de que yo decía que yo no entiendo demasiado. Um, and that was a complaint from my mom that got to her ears. Eso fue un, uh, una queja que llegó a los oídos de mi mamá. That why was I saying I don't understand so much? Um, que porque yo decía que yo no entendía demasiado, que lo estaba usando mucho, that I was using it too much, and um, I got pushed in the hallways, uh, 
I got kicked in my chest. I got hit in my shoulders. I got food taken away from me. Uh, I got called names. Mm. A mí uh, me empujaban en los pasillos de la escuela. Me llegaron a golpear en los pechos. Eh, me pegaron en el hombro. Um, they even left a mark because by that time I was what they called forming. Mm. <laughs> um, alrededor de ese tiempo yo me estaba formando, convirtiéndome en señorita. And I used to wear a, a little bra and the boy left a mark, a really bad mark in my shoulder. El muchacho me dejó una marca bien fea en mi hombro. Um, I remember going to the principal's office. She was in a meeting. I knocked and she said, come in, because she saw me crying. Um, recuerdo ir a la, a la oficina de la directora, de la principal, y le toqué la puerta y le dije, um, me, me dejó entrar y me vio llorar, me dijo, ¿qué te pasa? She said, what's wrong with you? Mm. And I couldn't speak. I didn't know what to say. I was just saying like that, like showing her. Um, yo no sabía cómo decirlo en inglés, cómo explicarlo. Solamente le hacía señas y le mostraba dónde era el problema. Le enseñé. Um, so what she did was she took a yearbook out mm -hmm. and she started going through the pages for me to see the picture, for me to find the person who did that. Ella buscó um, un libro del año escolar con todas las fotos de los estudiantes y empezó a, como a señalar, a, des, a preguntarme quién era. Um, and when I finally found who it was, the face of the boy who did that to me, um, cuando por fin encontré la foto del niño que hizo eso, he got detention. Mm -hmm. They, uh, le dieron um, un castigo. Lo, lo llevaron a un salón a solas y todo un día no pudo estar en clase con otros estudiantes. So he was taken to detention where you know what detention is. You yeah. have to be isolated. Mm -hmm. um, and I got my food taken away. I believe I already said that. Yeah. Uh, me quitaron mi comida. I remember I didn't understand what was the question i the boy was asking me are you gonna eat that and for some reason i was gonna i was understanding can i take it mm -hmm. so i was answering no so he was understanding i wasn't gonna eat it yeah and the my friend was telling me you have to tell him um that you do want it i, I was so like frustrated because he was literally already taking it away from me Mm -hmm. um, and, and I had like the sauce in my hand, the cheese in my hand. I was crying and no one at the table was doing anything. Yeah. Sorry. No, don't apologize. There was only one boy who spoke Spanish and knew what was happening. And he was trying to help me. Telling me, this is what you have to say to him. Answer him. This is what you have to say. Tell him you do want your pizza, but I was so confused with the boy's question, what he was telling me, and I was trying to like, it's my food. Yeah. Sorry. No, take your time. You don't have to apologize for tears <laughs> here at all. 
Uh, I didn't think I was going to cry about this, though. <laughs> no, because even as you're talking, all that's going through my head is how is a 10-year-old translating all of this change that's happening to her at one time? And what is she thinking about herself being in such a place of confusion, but then having zero support? Like there's no one, just as you were saying, there's not anyone defending you. There's not anybody stepping in for you to translate for you. And so that has to have an impact on how 10 year old you saw herself. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I really don't know how I made it through each day, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole year. Um, so let me translate all that. <laughs> um, so yo estaba en la cafetería y había un muchacho que me estaba preguntando uh, que si yo me iba a comer mi pizza, que si yo la quería. Como yo no entendía el inglés... Um, había un muchachito um, que hablaba español y me estaba diciendo, esto es lo que tú le tienes que decir, contéstale que, que tú si lo quieres, que te lo vas a comer. Pero yo tenía toda la salsa de la pizza en mis manos, el queso, y yo solamente estaba tratando de agarrar mi comida, porque era mi comida. Um, y nadie en la mesa estaba haciendo nada. Solamente ese muchachito que entendía el español me estaba tratando de ayudar. Well, after all that happened, um, an adult came. Después de que todo eso pasó, un adulto vino um, and they sent me over to the cafeteria in the backside so I could wash my hands so I can go to the principal's office. Um, again. <laughs> um, un adulto vino y me dijo, vete a la cafetería para que tú te laves las manos y así puedas ir a, a la oficina de la principal nuevamente. So, I had another complaint about someone trying to take my pizza away. Um, tuve, um, hicieron otra queja de nuevo de que uh, alguien me estaba tratando de agarrar mi comida. Um, later on, I was the one isolated. Mm. So I wouldn't be around other kids trying to take advantage of me not understanding the language. Mm -hmm. um, a mí me separaron a otra mesa, entonces yo era la que estaba eh, um, separada de, de los demás um, para que las, los demás estudiantes no tomaran provecho de que yo no sabía el idioma. Yeah. And so what were, when all these things are happening and they're, and they're happening to you, over and over again, there's a lot of confusion for you. Um, did you have any support in that? Was there anybody that that you were able to talk to about just the confusion and the hard things and, it, and frankly, the bullying that you were experiencing at school? That did not come afterwards. Mm. Um, there was a really, really nice lady um, And by the way, this school was a brand new school in, uh, I think, I believe the, the, the city is Copper's Cove, Texas. I don't know how to spell that really well. I might be saying it wrong. Había una señora bien amable ella, que por cierto, la escuela era nueva. 
Um, y si, no, si mal no recuerdo, la ciudad donde estaba esta escuela era Copper's Cove, Texas. Um, y esa ayuda no me llegó hasta de, tiempo después de, de todas estas dificultades. The help didn't come till later. Mm -hmm. um, after I had all these difficulties. Um, this lady, she was dark skin. I'm never going to forget that. Super nice. Um, later on, they brought another lady in. Um, I believe her name was uh, Karen, I think. And she was so nice. She was helping my mom with so many things outside because... My mom was learning the language too. Mm. Um, creo que el nombre de otra señora que trajeron era también eh, Karen, súper amable, um, pero ella ayudaba más a mi mamá fuera de lo de la escuela, pero ella me vigilaba a mí también. So she used to come to school, check me out and stuff, because she helped my mom during the, all the, um, uh, you know, all the paperwork for the registration for me to get started in school. Ella ayudó a mi mamá a que yo me inscribiera en la escuela y todo, porque mi mamá también estaba tratando de entender más el idioma. Um, but, again, there was another complaint that I wanted to talk too much to the lady that was helping me out. Mm. También hubo queja de que yo quería hablar demasiado con la persona que me quería ayudar. Um, so, it, it was like, I, I, I had no way out. Yeah, I had to be in class all the time so I could learn all the stuff that I didn't know in another language. So, yo no tenía salida. Tenía, había queja de que quería estar con esta señora también y yo tenía que estar en la clase para aprender cosas que no sabía en otro lenguaje. Um, so, I would say there was, there was probably 25% Support. Yeah. Um, tal vez había el 25% de, de, de ayuda mm -hmm. um, y apoyo. Um, later on, see, I was trying to be smart there. Um, I started, like, pretending I was hurt somewhere mm. and that I was in pain somewhere so I could go home. Yeah. Luego yo empecé a, a querer ser más inteligente de la situación y empecé a, a inventar que me dolía aquí, me dolía acá, y así yo podía ir a mi casa. Um, one time, I faked that I broke my ankle, and I insisted so much to my mom that my ankle was broken. <laughs> and they took x-rays, and I think they told my mom and my stepdad that nothing was wrong with me, but they were still going to give me, uh, is it crunches? Clutches? Mm -hmm. Yeah, crunches. Yeah. Um, eh, hubo una vez que hasta mentí y dije que mi tobillo se había roto, eh, me llevaron a emergencia y me tomaron placas y honestamente creo que el doctor le llegó a decir a mi mamá y a mi padrastro que nada estaba mal conmigo, pero me dieron muletas. Um, and I was home for one day. <laughs> Yo estaba en mi casa por un solo día. And um, miraculously... Um, I was healed. Wow. Look, look at God. Look I was God. healed like overnight. Uh -huh. I started telling my mom, oh, look, I can walk again <laughs> so soon after a broken um, ankle. 
um, me, milagrosamente de la noche a la mañana eh, yo empecé a, a, a dar señales de que ya yo me estaba recuperando y de un día para otro ya yo podía caminar. Um, so, uh, I, I guess that was kind of like a, um, how can I say it? Mm. I was trying to look for a way to not go back yeah. to what I was experiencing so much. Mm -hmm. Estaba tratando de buscar una manera de no regresar a lo que yo estaba experimentando. Um, students were being mean, looking at me weird. Um, los estudiantes me estaban um, tratando mal, viéndome mal. Um, the teachers weren't so helpful. Mm -hmm. I was the only Hispanic student in the class. Wow. There was probably one or two black students. The rest were all white. Mm -hmm. um, los maestros no eran muy uh, ayudantes. Eh, solamente habían uno o dos estudiantes que eran morenos, negros. Um, y la mayoría eran todos americanos blancos. Yo era la única estudiante hispana. Um, and, and that was for every class. Mm -hmm. um, eso era en, en, en todas las clases. Uh, I did have ESL class, mm -hmm. English Second Language class. Si tuve la clase de inglés, segundo lenguaje. The teacher was American, not Hispanic. Um, el maestro era americano, no hispano. And I, I remember in that class, um, there was the little boy that helped me in the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. En esa clase estaba el niño que me ayudó en la cafetería. Um, there was two Chinese students. Habían do, dos estudiantes um, chinos. Um, and, and that was it. And me. Mm -hmm. Eso era todo. Más yo. It was a very, very small class. Um, in that class, it was so quiet all the time. Yeah. There was no interaction between the students and the teacher. No había interacción entre um, el maestro y los estudiantes. He would give us a paper to read in English. We had to answer all the questions correctly. Él nos daba un papel para leer en inglés. Y teníamos que contestar todas las preguntas correctamente. Yo no entendía nada de lo que, le esta, lo que estaba leyendo. I did not understand anything of what I was reading. Yeah. So I was hoping to get the right answer. Mm -hmm. Yo estaba con la esperanza de contestar la pregunta bien. Um, after that, he would give us a board game. That was my favorite part of the whole entire class. Mm -hmm. um, luego él notaba un, un juego eh, de cajas. Um, and in that game, you had to match each animal. So mm -hmm. if you didn't match the animal, you had to put the card, flip it over again until you found it. Entonces, en ese juego, tú tenías que combinar lo, los dos animales que se vieran igual. Y si no combinaban, tú tenías que voltear de nuevo la, el, la tarjetita hasta que tú encontraras el, el animal que combinaba. Esa era la parte más favorita mía de la clase. The only thing I didn't like was the silence. Mm. Uh, lo único que no me gustaba era el silencio. 
eh, de la clase, but it was an escape for me. Yeah. Uh, esa clase era como un escape para mí. Because I didn't have to uh, be around other students that I wanted to talk to, but I didn't know how to. Mm -hmm. um, yo no tenía que sentirme rara eh, en esa clase porque no tenía que estar tratando de hacer amistades eh, como en otros salones. Mm -hmm. um, so, it was hard. Yeah, no, Fue so difícil. with all that you experienced, what what impact did that have on you in your teenage years and then in your adult years? Because 10 is a pretty, you know, formative age. Like, I mean, all the ages are formative, but like you, you mentioned that you're beginning to form and you're beginning to, to, view, to see yourself in a certain way. And so what impact did those experiences have on your teenage years and then young adult years? Well, hopefully I was only in that class, in that, in that school for one year. Because mm -hmm. as I mentioned, my stepdad was in the army. Um, gracias a Dios. Uh, yo solamente estuve en esa escuela un solo año porque, como había mencionado anteriormente, mi padrastro estaba en, en el Army. Mm -hmm. So, when we moved from that school that he finally, because um, we were living in, a, in an apartment, he had a housing from the military and uh, we moved to another school, everything changed. Yeah. Because uh, later, I guess we were in a city. Mm -hmm. It was very country. Uh, estábamos en una ciudad donde era como un poco más campo. Um, nos mudamos de, de, de esa ciudad para Killeen, Texas. We moved to Killeen, Texas, which is more populated. There's mm -hmm. more schools. Um, a él le dieron una casa de housing militar. So... By then, I was in seventh grade, mm -hmm. and um, we stayed in that housing till I was in eighth grade, just two years. Nos quedamos en esa casa militar um, por dos años, de siete a ocho grado. And there was more Hispanic kids. Mm -hmm. um, the ESL teacher was more friendly, mm -hmm. there were more Hispanic teachers, mm -hmm. more help. Um, eh, yo llegué a estar nuevamente en la clase de segundo lenguaje. Habían más niños hispanos, más maestros hispanos, más ayuda. So, it got easier. Yeah. I still didn't understand the language completely, but I was getting the hang of it. Mm -hmm. Yo aún no entendía completamente el lenguaje, pero se estaba haciendo más fácil. Y, y estaba como que aprendiendo a cómo llevar la situación. So, um, 
Did it impacted me a lot? Mm, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's if it was God inside mm -hmm. of me way before I accepted Him as a believer. <laughs> si me impactó mucho. No creo que me impactó mucho porque honestamente no sé si fue Dios dentro de mí antes de que yo lo aceptara como mi Salvador. Um, it, it, it got easier. Yeah. Um, se facilitó más. Se hizo más. Era más fácil. Um, and I guess because I finally got to have some friends yeah. with my own language. Mm -hmm. um, creo que fue también porque finalmente pude tener amistades uh, que hablaban mi lenguaje um, y que yo podía estar alrededor de ellos. I remember um, that year in, in that new school, um, there was a little corner in one of the cafeteria tables where all the Hispanic kids gathered there in the morning. Mm -hmm. And every year, it was the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, in seventh grade, in eighth grade. Um, then when I be when I went to high school, the same thing. There was a little table for mm -hmm. Hispanics. <laughs> And every morning we got together, we just looked for each other. Because yeah. somehow you just, you yearn that, you want that. You want to be around your people, even though... You don't get to be the bestest friends, yeah. but you want to have that maybe sense of security that you are with your own kind, mm -hmm. you know? Um, cada año se siguió sintiendo mejor y, y siendo más fácil porque en el, en el siete grado había una mesita en la cafetería con niños hispanos. En el ocho también. Cuando entré a high school, también había una mesita con, eh, con niños hispanos que de cierta manera creo que nosotros anhelamos buscar el sentirnos como que estamos con nuestra gente y que estamos en casa. We want to feel like we're home. Mm -hmm. with our own people. Queremos sentirnos que estamos en casa con nuestra propia gente. Um, y, y seguridad. Security. Yeah. As well. No, I mean, that makes so much sense to me of just even what you're describing of how your journey went from it being really hard to it getting easier because support is so important. Yeah. I don't care how introverted you are or how extroverted you are. We all w want connection yeah that's a part of being a human being and so it makes so much sense to me that when you were able to get into a school where you had support where you were getting a hang of the language and then where you were able to have friends but then just even what you indicated of that like there's a particular spot where all the hispanics kids gathered there's something about being around people who just get it and i don't mean that in like a exclusionary way but like from what I'm hearing from you is there was a lot of comfort because you went from being in a country where you had nothing but that support. You're surrounded by people who get it. You're surrounded by people who know you and see you. We're looking for that. We want to be seen. Mm -hmm. And so that makes so much sense to me that, that that would have been a turning point for you. And it encourages me and challenges me to be more empathetic 
and to to think about what it must be like for someone else. And that requires some imagination because I think that we can, especially in America, which I'm sure that you've noticed is that we can be so individualistic and in our own heads and going about our own business, but we don't stop and think about what someone else's experience might be. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And mm-hmm. like, and what it would look like to support somebody that's different than me or mm-hmm. that has a different background than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I remember um, that by the time that I was in high school, recuerdo que ya cuando yo estaba in 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 high school, <laughs> I don't know how to say that in Spanish. <laughs> That's what happens when you're here like for 20 years. <laughs> Eso es lo que pasa cuando tú estás aquí por 20 años. Se me olvida el español. Um, you forget Spanish. But in the ESL class in high school, en la clase de segundo lenguaje in, in high school, there was, there was more diversity, if mm-hmm. I can say it like that. Había más diversidad. Because I even took a picture because... I was only at that school for one year again because mm. my dad was in the military, so yeah. we moved again. Um, yo tomé una foto porque nuevamente, eh, como mi padrastro estaba en la militar, no volvimos a mover. So imagine, move from here, move from there, move from there. From, so you have to like keep adjusting, adjusting, adjusting. Yeah. Um, but by that time, I was a little excited about moving, mm-hmm. <laughs> being extrovert and all, seeing new places. Um, de alguna manera estaba un poco contenta de que nos íbamos a mudar, yo siendo extrovertida. Um, me gustaba la idea de, de que iba a ir a un lugar nuevo. Um, but we had a Korean student in the ESL class, a Chinese student, a Japanese student. Uh, we had a student from Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a student from Mexico. And then I was there, Dominican. And one of the teachers uh, was either the Chinese or the Korean teacher. Um, and the other teacher was Panamanian. Mm. So it was like, wow, I'm not the only one that is in this class. Yeah. And there's two teachers, one that speaks Spanish and another one that speaks the other language for these other kids. And it was just amazing. There was computers in the class. We used to go in there, play games. Um, the teachers were very like interactive. Um, we had fun. We laughed yeah. at our dumb jokes mm-hmm. and our silly faces. And even though we shared the same um, uh, language, which was English, because all of the well, the Korean and the Chinese and the Japanese did not understand us when we spoke in Spanish. But the Panamanian teacher did because she spoke Spanish. So mm-hmm. she would be like, y'all need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, recuerdo que en la clase de ESL había alguien que era de Japón, otra persona de China, creo que la maestra era coreana, la, una maestra que era de Panamá, un estudiante de México, otro de Cuba, y otro de México y yo dominicana. Y recuerdo que... Um, las maestras eran bien conversativas, um, eh, nos reíamos, conversábamos, 
entrábamos en las computadoras porque habían computadoras y podíamos jugar juegos ahí. Um, nos reíamos en, en, de nuestros chistes tontos. Um, y algunas veces cuando decíamos cosas en español que lo, el niño o la niña de Corea y China y la maestra de Japón, o ya no recuerdo si era de Corea, y decíamos algo en español, la maestra de Panamá decía, tienen que parar de hacer eso. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, we, we had to share the same language, English, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. everyone could understand what was happening and yeah. why we were laughing. Um, la maestra nos regañaba porque teníamos que compartir el mismo lenguaje que era inglés para que lo, todos los demás entendieran de qué nos estábamos riendo. So, it, it got so much better. Yeah. And by that time, I was mm, 14. Mm -hmm. I was 14 already in ninth grade. That was in ninth grade. Yeah. Um, ya yo tenía 14 años cuando yo estaba en el noveno de high school. Y fue más fácil. It was a lot easier. Yeah, no, and that is perfect. And like I was saying that like, it's so fascinating to me what happens when we have support and just when we have laughter and when we can have fun. And yeah, and it sounds like that's just so much of a different experience mm -hmm. just from what you experienced four years prior. Um, so with everything like you know you had the personality that enjoyed the moving and so you're moving from school to school and you're still in the process of learning english and it's but it's getting easier um i don't know if i mentioned this before but but you lead worship at at your church and and you do translation um so how do you see people different based off of your experience? Because I would imagine that, like I can try to imagine what it would be like to move here from another country. I can try. I can try to imagine what it's like to have that abrupt shift of a different culture, different language, different place. But how do you see it that's different from how I would see it? Does that question make sense? Because you've experienced it. So what mm -hmm. what do you see in, in for individuals that move here and they're, learning the, the English language and they're experiencing the change in food and not being as close to your family? Well, oh, it's been, that was in 2000 mm -hmm. and now um, it's 2020. Mm -hmm. So 20 years. Yeah. Todo lo que yo pasé fue en el 2000. Y ya estamos en el 2020. There has been a lot of change. Ha habido mucho cambio. Um, like, for example, before there wasn't as much resource to help out Hispanics mm -hmm. in school or outside. Um, antes no habían tantos recursos como ahora um, para ayudar a los estudiantes o a la gente afuera. Um, I mean, there has been such a huge, like, mm, like, reasoning on, mm -hmm. wait a minute, there's more Hispanics. Mm. Ha habido como una, uh, ¿cómo se dice? 
como un reconocimiento en acknowledgement. Yeah. Un reconocimiento de que, espérate, hay más hispanos. So, I'm not saying that now it's easier because you still get racism comments, mm -hmm. like you wet bag because mm. you cross the river yeah. or you come in a boat in a boat because that's real. Yeah. My people from the Dominican Republic go to Puerto Rico, which is a United States um, territory in a boat. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, a nosotros no, no es fácil, no se ha hecho más fácil. Nosotros aún tenemos y experimentamos comentarios racistas, como saco mojado, como y documentado, um, porque cruzaste el río. O, por ejemplo, la gente de República Dominicana que cruza Puerto Rico, porque Puerto Rico es territorio de los Estados Unidos. Y nosotros venimos, bueno, la gente va en lanchas. Um, if you go to any place now, you're going to see English on top, Spanish at the bottom. Yeah. Si tú vas a un lugar donde sea que tú vayas, vas a encontrar inglés arriba, español abajo. Ahora que soy mamá, now that I'm a mom, um, I have experienced such a comfort and so much peace because my kids are in a Hispanic home. Mm -hmm. Ahora que soy mamá, yo puedo experimentar como cierta paz y tranquilidad um, porque mis hijos son criados en una casa hispana. They go to an American school. Mm -hmm. Ellos van a una escuela americana. Now there are more Hispanic teachers. Ahora hay más maestros hispanos. Those teachers, their main, um, their main language in the class is English, but they try to help out those students mm. in their native language, yeah. which is, wow. Like, I'm, it overwhelms me with joy. Esos maestros hablan principalmente en inglés, ¿verdad? Y luego tratan de traducirle al español a los estudiantes que lo necesitan. Y honestamente llena mi corazón de, de, de alegría. Because um, if you think of how where United States were 20 years ago mm -hmm. and where it is now. Yeah it has gotten a little bit easier for Hispanics. Mm -hmm. Si tú piensas en cómo estaba los Estados Unidos en el 2000 y ahora cómo está en el 2020, sí se ha facilitado un poquito más. Mm -hmm. It is still hard. Yeah. Life is hard. Raising up a kid or bringing a kid from Latin America, crossing them over so you can have a better life. It's hard. All this change is hard. Um, but those parents, I'm pretty sure they're getting the support they need mm. from the teachers as well. Yeah. And from churches and the community around. Yeah. Because there are a lot of Hispanic 
churches helping out the Hispanic community. Um, no es fácil como padre todavía venir a los Estados Unidos, eh, traer tus niños también, cruzarlos y venir a los Estados Unidos. No es fácil, um, pero de cierta manera las escuelas eh, han hecho posible el, el poder ayudar a los padres hispanos, eh, los, los estudiantes hispanos, um, y también hay bastantes iglesias hispanas que ayudan la comunidad hispana um, aquí en aquí en Savannah, here in Savannah. That makes that that I love that you broke that down because that's not something that I would have noticed, and not because of lack of care, but because I'm not a part of that community and because I didn't experience that. And so, I mean, I think I've noticed the subtle shift in in America as there has been more commercials in Spanish and mm -hmm. more attention to, even when you make a phone call, there is that number that you can push if it's span like if you need to speak Spanish only. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I've just observed, but for, for you to have that experience and see how it's changed in 20 years, but, but I think that it's great that you are making that distinction that things are still difficult, mm -hmm. but things are easier than it was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is, thank you for offering that perspective. Um, I think that there is something that is in like and I don't I want to word this correctly because I don't think that it's just a minority thing but there's a perseverance in Hispanics I feel like every one of my Hispanic friends is so perseverant and I think that I've always gravitated towards the Hispanic community because I mean one I think our, our parents raised the same and being loud and <laughs> being like expressive music, and food. loving to dance and loving to eat food, but just also that perseverance of just like you mentioned it twice of that wanting to a better life, but doing whatever it takes to get it. Cause that is something I can't imagine picking up and going to a place where I didn't know the language, but learning the language and, for children to come out of that, I'm sure that there's a resilience that, you know, there's a resilience there. Yeah. And there's a perseverance there for the goals. And so I know that I'm never going to be able to fully understand, but I do appreciate you giving me a glimpse into it so I can just get a little bit more under understanding. Um, I do love what you brought up of that there's so much more support mm. as well. Um, yeah, I mean... It's there. Mm -hmm. Está ahí la ayuda para los hispanos. You just have to look. Mm. Tienes que buscar. Um, because oh, from like, and I, I don't mean to like emphasize on that and repeat it a lot, but if you came in 2000 or even 2004, um, si no es que quiera repetir y enfatizar, Fatizar mucho y, y, y insistir en esto, pero si te das cuenta de, si tú llegaste en el 2000 o en el 2004, to, if you have arrived after, mm, I don't know, 2012 maybe, mm -hmm. a que si llegaste del 2012 en adelante, there has been so much help. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Ha habido tanta ayuda. And, I mean, you, you just have to look for it. Tiene que buscarlo porque hay, hay see, there's, there's people that because of maybe what I have experienced, they're like, man, I should do something about this. It's mm -hmm. not fair that, you know, certain people don't have a translator at court yeah. or some people don't have a, um, a translator at the school or um, even to go to a simple checkup yeah. at a doctor's office. Si, um, si nos podemos a, a, a dar cuenta, tal vez hubieron personas que, que experimentaron lo que yo experimenté y por eso tomaron la decisión de, de tomar cartas sobre el asunto y decir, yo tengo que hacer algo y, y, y por eso es que ahora hay ayuda en la escuela, traducción, ahora hay ayuda en, en la corte, traducción, eh, ahora eh, cuando tú vas a la oficina de un doctor también hay hay gente que te puede ayudar. There is a lot of Hispanics now. Mm. And they know what others go through. Well, first of all, you have to have that compassion in your heart to yeah. understand. Because <laughs> if you get here and you're Hispanic and you have your papers and you think you're all that and you don't help your own people, well, then what does that make you? But that's a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> Tú tienes que tener... Um, compasión con tus propias personas en, en ayudarlos, porque si tú llegas a los Estados Unidos y tú tienes papeles y no ayudas a tu propia gente, entonces, ¿qué, es, qué clase de persona te hace eso? But, um, there's a lot of Hispanics now and, and they understand what um, those who do come to work for a better life go through. Yeah. I mean, if I'm honest, I have heard so many people like, tell me, oh, hey, Karen, you have no idea, and this and that, and there are so many women. Yeah, most of them stay at home as a, uh, what you call it, stay-at-home mom uh, taking mm -hmm. care of their kids. Um, no tienen idea cuántas personas, eh, mujeres, yo he escuchado decirme, ay, Karen, eh, que no tienes idea de, de lo que yo he pasado, que aquí, que allá... Um, hay mamás que se quedan en la casa criando a sus hijos bien, but there are mothers that even have two jobs to raise their kids. Hay mamás que tienen hasta dos trabajos para poder um, cria, le, levantar una casa, mantener una casa y criar a sus hijos y que sí vienen a trabajar para una mejor vida. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and it reminds me of my mom. Mm -hmm. when she was working towards getting a certain amount of money to get my paper and my brother's papers ready to bring us over. Me recuerda a mi mamá cuando ella estaba trabajando dos trabajos para reunir una cierta cantidad de dinero para trabajar en nuestros papeles y así nosotros pudiéramos llegar aquí legalmente and have, you know, our legal status here in the United States. Um, uh, but it's, it's really hard and like, Seeing everything my mom went through, even though, you know, she got married and, and my stepdad did all the process he had to make and she worked for it. And then we came. It was hard for her, too, yeah. <laughs> even though she did it the right way. Now, imagine those who are forced to do it differently mm. because they have no other choice and they got to get out because violence, they're killing people. Um, uh, 
uh, raping women, killing women, like just, just try to put yourself in those shoes for yeah. just one tiny second. I can't even imagine the pressure having to work to decide, should I pay my bills or should I buy food for my kids? Mm -hmm. Those are kind of the, the things that some of the moms that have been around have had to choose because it's it's bad yeah and if i'm honest it's not gonna get any easier mm. in in that part it's not gonna get any easier it's gonna get harder because that's the world we're living yeah i can't lie mm -hmm. i mean as christians yeah we can talk about hope and we can talk about faith and we can talk about um being strong but what kind of world are we living in Mm. And who's the person in charge of this world? Yeah, God is in control. Of course he is. But the other people, mm. who do they have in their hearts? Yeah. Who's in control? Mm. You know? So it is, and yeah, the language is getting easier because we're getting more help. But legally, politically, and all this other stuff is, is getting harder. Mm -hmm. We can't lie. It's the truth. Mm -hmm. It's 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 life. Yeah. You know, we can't paint things <laughs> with roses and put sunglasses on and like put our feet up like mm -hmm. ah, it's it's all good. Mm -mm. Yes, we need to be strong, we need to have our faith. But it's 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 hard. Life is hard. Yeah. So <sighs> I just went on and I forgot to translate in Spanish. No, you're fine, go for it. Um, completely lost track. <laughs> You're I fine. got too excited. <laughs> um, es, es difícil eh, y se está poniendo más difícil. Um, sí, lo del lenguaje es, se está poniendo más fácil porque está la ayuda y todo, pero políticamente, eh, las cosas se están poniendo difíciles. Honestamente, si soy sincera, no podemos mentir. Sí, como cristianos, nosotros debemos de tener fe, debemos de tener esperanza, ser fuertes, perseverantes, pero ¿quién es el que está dominando este mundo? Y esas otras personas, ¿a quién tienen en su corazón? Um, nosotros no podemos pretender que las cosas se van a poner mejor porque la vida sí es difícil y la vida sí um, podemos alcanzar cosas, metas y llegar lejos, pero cada vez es más difícil. Ese es en el mundo en el que vivimos. But it depends on us as mm. well to make it better. That's why we are the light. Yeah. And that's why we decide whether which side we want to pick to make it better, just a little bit better, mm -hmm. you know, for everybody else. Por eso es que nosotros, como dice en la Biblia, somos la luz del mundo y depende de nosotros de hacerlo un poquito mejor. No va a ser fácil, pero sí podemos hacerlo un poquito mejor porque tenemos a Dios en nuestro corazón y podemos seguir perseverando. So, no, I've appreciated everything that you've shared and 
And even that last part I hear, my personal challenge is that I take away from, from what you're saying is to use our imaginations. Because I think that we can say that empathy and emotional intelligence and all those things are down. But I think that really at the core of it is we aren't spending enough time listening and imagining. And just a helpful hint, if you're trying to cultivate empathy, when you're imagining that you are in a different position, you have to delete out your own lens. And that is work and that's hard. But like an example of that would be just based off what you're saying, if I'm thinking about what it would be like to make a choice to not do it legally, and we can have whatever feelings we have about that. But just what you highlighted, let me just delete out my American view and my resources and what does that feel like? And I won't ever be able to feel that exact thing. But if I can read books and I can watch movies, well, I can try to have empathy. Mm-hmm. And so what I would love to hear from you as, as we're, we're closing up is what is your challenge for those for those listeners who are listening to you, who are listening to your story of, of how you moved here at a young age and just even what you're observing about in the last 20 years, things have gotten better, but they're still gaps it's it's not ever going to be perfect because no one is saying that life's going to be super easy Mm -hmm. but what's your challenge to someone who who doesn't know what their first thing can even be like what would your challenge be for that person Hmm. wow Um, I would say let's challenge each other to listen. Mm. Yeah, we're not doing that a lot. Mm. We, and I include myself, I guess I can say I've been guilty of that. No one's perfect. Um, En que yo puedo retar eh, a los que nos están escuchando, um, Creo que a que nos escuchemos un poco más. Eh, creo que no lo hemos estado haciendo y soy culpable de eso. O sea, nadie es perfecto. Um, but we, we try so hard to like make other people um, like understand us mm. and it's all about us mm. and what I think. And if you don't think like me, I'll shut the door and forget about you. No. no. Nosotros nos enfocamos demasiado en nosotros mismos y queremos que nos entiendan a nosotros y nos, um, y, y que, ¿cómo se dice? Que estén de acuerdo con nosotros cuando en realidad deberíamos de escuchar. Cuando hacemos eso, cerramos la puerta Y, y le decimos a la persona como que tú no me importas. What we're saying to the people is, I don't care about your feelings or I don't care about um, what you're going through. I just want you to listen to me. Mm. Lo que le estamos queriendo decir a esa persona es, no me importa tu sentimiento, no me importa lo que tú piensas y um, solamente quiero que me escuches a mí. Um, 
And honestly, out of all this, what I can get is listen to each other. Yeah. Challenge other people to listen more. Because I saw this, um, I, I don't, is this uh, Chinese saying, I don't remember. Uh, if you talk, well, I'm paraphrasing. If you talk a lot and you don't listen, you won't be able to learn. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yo vi un, eh, un, un mensaje, es como un, como un decir, no sé si es chino o de dónde, pero dice que si tú hablas mucho y no escuchas, no puedes aprender. And that has been on my mind a lot. Yeah. Listen more, maybe read more what others have to say, not just me. Mm -hmm. um, and that way we can show that we really care. Yeah. You know? Um, eh, creo que como puedo retar a personas en este momento es invitarlos a que podamos escuchar un poco más, tal vez leer más lo que otras personas tienen que decir y así podamos aprender de ellos. Um, mostrar que de verdad la gente nos importa. Um, <laughs> and if I'm honest, that is something I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I was talking um, uh, with a friend a couple of days ago <laughs> about that. If I talk a lot and I don't engage with the person that's in front of me, I won't be able to learn from them yeah. where they're from, mm -hmm. what they're doing, what they think, how they think, why they think like that. Um, hace unos días atrás, si soy honesta, estaba hablando con, con una amiga sobre esto, que si yo hablo mucho y no interactúo con la otra persona, no voy a aprender de esa persona. Cómo piensa, cómo opina, cómo es, de dónde viene. It's very important. Like you were mentioning at the beginning, we need connection. Yeah. How can we get connection? Interacting, asking questions, you know? Yeah. No, <laughs> I love that. And and I so appreciate you coming here today. I mean, you worked overtime by trans, like answering my question and translating. So I, I so appreciate you doing that. Like when you presented that idea, um, I really wanted that for for whoever is listening that uh, if they only understand Spanish right now, that they would be able to enjoy this podcast so well. So I do appreciate you doing that and working overtime. Appreciate that. <laughs> and I love how you close this out because that's something that we read right now is we need to listen better and we just practice. We got two years for a reason. And so I so appreciate you being here today, Karen. And thank you for sharing your heart and for being vulnerable. I can't thank you enough for that. I thank you. <laughs> um, it's been an honor. Uh, thank you for listening to me. Um, getting to know me a little more. Um, gracias por la invitación. Ha sido un honor eh, escucharme. Eh, estoy muy agradecida. Um, I'm very thankful for this. And it's, it's been great. Ha sido maravilloso. Sí. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.